This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner, entrepreneur, educator, and radio show host with a vision of a future where families, neighborhoods, communities, and whole societies support each other. Where each of us lives up to our own potential so we can help others in a substantial way. Where giving back is something we all practice, whether of our time, our expertise, or our finances. You can reach Lynn with your comments or questions at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. I'm happy that you are joining us today. Before I tell you about today's show, I'd like to remind you that if you find value in the messages that we share on Step Right with Lynn, please like and follow the show right on SoundCloud. That's what allows the show to be found when people search for the show and for the topics in the show. The search engines reward those that they are seeing can be viewed. We create the content and we need you to like, share, follow, and comment. I'd love to see a hundred new followers of the show. So you can help with that. Sign into SoundCloud and then right on SoundCloud, there's a button to follow. We need to sign in in order to be able to hit that follow button. You can make my wish come true. Take a look at SoundCloud. I hear from so many listeners bringing me ideas for the show topics and guests for the show. It's so rewarding to hear from you. So please feel free to send me an email, lynn at stepright.ca. That's lynn, L-Y-N-N, at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A, with your comments and suggestions. Today, my guest is Mike Kennedy. Mike is a positive aging coach and founder of Your Future Reimagined Coaching. It's based in Cambridge. Mike blogs for both LinkedIn and the Huffington Post and recently started a blog series on successful entrepreneurs who started their ventures after age 50. The focus of Mike's practice is helping those too old to hire, too young to retire, transition to successful startups. So welcome to Step Right with Lynn, Mike. Thank you very much, Lynn. Uh, happy to be here. So you live in Cambridge, Mike. How long have you lived there? So um, my wife and I are both originally from Nova Scotia, but moved to Cambridge about 19 years ago, actually from Calgary. So been there for 19 years. Absolutely love the community. Okay. No so, intentions of moving. So you're a across the country Canadian. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. You've tried it all. And of course, there is there's something that comes from being from the East Coast. I mean... I think uh, from my perspective and from the fact that my two children who are adults now grew up in different places across the country, I think the, the great thing about it, it gives you perspective. So great to be from the East Coast, but it's nice to have the perspective from the West and uh, from Central yeah. Canada as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so before we get to the topic of today's show, Mike, before we went on air, you were telling me about an interesting sport that you began in 2002. Can you tell us about that? Sure. I am a competitive dragon boater. For those of you that are not familiar with dragon boating, although most people are in, in southern Ontario, it's uh, the sport you may see them either on Lake Ontario or on many of the rivers and lakes uh, during the summer competitions. 
It's a sport where you see 20 paddlers, and in competition, the boats will have a dragon head and a dragon tail. I started doing that uh, actually very recreationally. Originally, it was with a corporate team when I was with GlaxoSmithKline Consumer. So started just gearing up for one competition a year. Our team became progressively better uh, over the years. And in fact, in 2010, I tried out for the best over 40 team in Canada and made it. And then in 2011, I tried out for the national team. So I made the national team in 2011. The world championships that year were in Tampa. So I had the opportunity at the age of 52 to represent Canada, wear the country's colors on my back, and also to uh, you know hear the national anthem by being on the top tier of the podium with my teammates. And I think that's important to my story because, and it's more in retrospect, but by doing that, it allowed me to really embrace the fact that my best years don't need to be behind me. Mm-hmm. And that's been a real part of my story, I guess, ever since. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you get started in coaching? So my career, I was a consumer product sales executive for 30 plus years. And for the first 25 of those years, if I was to use a metaphor, I would say that it was like a charging weight steed. I was with three different tier one companies. I'd never been in transition. My, my career was going exactly as I had planned in many ways. The final 10 years, not so much. I left tier one. I was with smaller companies. Initially, it wasn't so bad. Uh, I had, you know, increasingly higher mandates or bigger mandates. So the first five years of that, a little bit of transition. But at one point, I was a country manager for a supplement company out of Salt Lake City. But again, a little bit more transition. And then kind of the final five years, I was looking for jobs as much as I was working. So, and I guess through that process, there was a bit of an epiphany that happened. And that's really the segue to coaching. And what it was, was that, you know, I'm in my mid-50s. My career of choice had been derailed to a large degree. And I knew I wasn't going to make it to 65 in that career. Mm -hmm. And along with that, I knew that I was going to be underfunded if it continued for my retirement. So can't stay in my uh, career choice until 65. I'm already underfunded, so there needs to be a change. And that's when I decided to totally relook at things and say, you know what, I'm not talking about the next five years and trying to make it, you know, somehow make it to retirement. I need to figure out what I'm going to be doing for the next 25 years of my life. And I'm not happy doing what I'm doing now. Let's take a look at potentially reinventing myself. There was a thought that you weren't going to do what you were doing long term. Right. There had, there had to be a change. And that's what really led me to coaching. I mean, that and the fact that I guess the, and this is where the dragon boating comes in as well, is that every other aspect of my life was in amazing shape. I had friends from all over the world in dragon boating. It was allowing me to travel all over the world. I was at world championships in Hungary. I paddled competitively in Macau, China. Again, friends from all over the world traveling, uh, you know, been married for 35 years. So Everything was working well except for my career. Right. But also, I believe that kind of as a result of that, that there was still much that I could give back to other people, just in the way that I had embraced my, my 50s and beyond, and, and, and perhaps I could bring something to, to other people's journeys. So that led me to go back and get my qualifications to become a coach. And actually, I started my company, Your Future Reimagined, in January of this year. Okay. 
let's take a short break here. And then I want to hear some of your thoughts about entrepreneurship after this short break. Perfect. Thanks. Lynn Wedham is passionate about being a resource for those who want to find effective strategies to plan their legacy. Every gift makes a difference, and every gift in every will makes a difference. It is Lynn's dream that it be commonplace for everyone to consider effective planning for their favorite charities in their estate plans. What if you found a way to make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? Lynn's five-step process makes it easy to maximize opportunities for giving you may not know exist. You can reach Lynn at 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. That's 519-448-3477 or by email at lynn at stepright.ca. This is Step Right with Lynn, and it's the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. You can reach me by email lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. I'd love to hear from you. If the message in our shows resonates with you, please follow, like, and share the show because that's the way we can be found. My guest today is Mike Kennedy, and he feels that entrepreneurship is a great fit for his clients, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, Mike, why do you believe that becoming an entrepreneur is such an important consideration for those who are 50 plus and maybe have found their careers derailed. Right. So as we had mentioned earlier, Lynn, this is something that I definitely lived myself. So I made that transition when I was 56 to start my own business. And as part of my journey, one of the things that I do is I'm a blogger for both LinkedIn and Huffington Post. And I started a series on successful entrepreneurs who started their ventures after the age of 50. So I've been interviewing entrepreneurs from all over North America, and there's been a few things that have became abundantly clear to me. Number one is that these people are happier and more engaged and more enthusiastic than your average 50 and 60-year-olds. They're absolutely loving what they're doing. And number two, there's been, been a lot of lessons learned, but with a lot of the stories, it was exactly the case where, for whatever reason, their careers got derailed. So it was not necessarily that they planned to become entrepreneurs. So it wasn't necessarily by choice they were forced to do it. But once that transition was made, if you asked any one of them, they would all say, all of them would say, that it was the best thing that ever happened to them. That's what started me on this journey and started me focusing on people that are too old to hire, too young to retire. And what I would say, and why I think anybody in that space, and quite frankly, anybody in their 50s should be considering becoming their own bosses, is because I would say three really important things. Number one is that there's no ageism when you're the boss. <laughs> and I think that's really important. True. Number two is that you take back control of your life. So I have what I call the three Ds of looking for jobs at 50 plus. You're despondent and demeaning and depressing, I would say. Okay. And rather than that, and again, speaking from experience, I can now say that I'm not depressed when it comes to Mondays. I absolutely love what I'm doing, and I'm chasing my dream now. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And it's a huge difference of attitude. It's a huge difference in outlook. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I say to clients is that, so if I started this when I was 56, in two years, I'm going to be 58 regardless. Now, I can be 58 still pounding my head against that rock that I've run into, or I can be 58 with a fully skilled business of my own. Now, there's a lot of work in between either way, mm-hmm. but I would be rather be chasing my dream. So that's number two. And then number three is that, like myself, in many cases, many of the people and my clients in this space were underfunded from when it looked at, at retirement savings. So if you have a startup that's successful, that can go a long way to de-risking that. Think about it is that, you know, in my circumstances, I was 56 and having trouble getting traction. I was in transition. So now I'm 57 and I've got a very successful scaling business. And that's going to allow me to have income well beyond normal retirement age if I so choose. So that, in my mind, when you're in those circumstances, is the best option. Right. For helping you, you know, take care of those retirement, right. those so underfunded retirement. Yeah. So you're seeing it as a way to create security. A couple of challenges that I've thought of sure. that people probably have to get around. And there's quite a difference in the way someone our age looks at things compared to young people. Young people believe they're going to work for this place for a little while, and then, you know, then they'll move on when they're not happy, where we kind of went into things thinking, okay, this is what I'm doing, and I'm going to stick with it. Right. Right. And so I think that's maybe the first challenge that people over 50 need to get in their mind is, is to embrace the change to right. start with. And I think that that was the, the biggest part of my message, I guess, is that it was exactly the same move for me. I went five years of challenges, and I never even considered going on on my own because I never viewed myself as an entrepreneur. Right. And one of the things that has become very, very clear to me as I've gone down this road is that the world of entrepreneurship has changed and changed for the better. And the reason for that is that there's never been a better time to launch a business. And there's never been a better time to launch a business at 50 plus. And the reasons for that is that the cost of entry has gone down significantly. So that if you're not looking at bricks and mortar business, Mm -hmm. then there's many people starting successful businesses out there for thousands of dollars, for less than $10,000. So my startup costs were, were very, very minimal. And it's because I've got a web-based business. I can reach the world through my computer. I've got clients all over North America, and initially our contacts were made through my computer. So that comes up to the other thing that I think of is a challenge that our mindset might give us, is that a lot of people see the risk in investing. I think there can definitely be a fear of starting out as an entrepreneur. What can you say about that? And you're exactly right. So part of the thing that people do have to overcome is that my finances are already not where I want them to be. Am I in a position to bet on myself? Am I in a position Mm -hmm. to invest further? And I'm going to give you an example based upon my blog series. There's a gentleman who is an entrepreneur in Las Vegas. Okay, So he was a very, very successful clothing salesman. He was the best in his company. And he was making 
somewhere in the neighborhood of $90,000 when things were at their best just before the Great Recession in kind of 2008 and 2009. When that recession hit, his income went down by a third. And further, he was actually sending clients to other salespeople because they were in more dire straits than him. Wow. So he knew that he couldn't stay. It was not going to work if he stayed where he was. So call it the burning platform. It's not going to work if you keep doing what you're doing. So what he did was he uh, just opened himself up to opportunities. His idea ended up that he was at his granddaughter's soccer game. And he saw uh, at the soccer game a woman who was leaned over holding the hands of a toddler. Mm -hmm. And she was, you know, and you see this many, many times. He said he had seen it many, many times in life, done it himself. But at that moment, he said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And he created a product. Think of it almost like the equivalent of a jolly jumper, where the toddler is supported by where their legs go through and then there's straps at the top. So he created this product, he calls it the Juppy, J-U-P-P-Y, and the reason is that's what his granddaughter used to call him, Juppy. <laughs> and he has created a business, actually he went out and tested it, he took three weeks of vacation when he thought of this. He actually immediately went home after the soccer game, drew up a prototype. Because there was a tailor at the store where he worked, he got the tailor to work on the prototype and he tested it actually with people that were at the store that had children with them. When he had a prototype he thought that was good, he had some made up, took three weeks of vacation, went to California, and in many cases sold them out of the back of his car for three weeks, but he also went to a couple of trade shows. In those three weeks, he sold $12,000 worth of products. He came back to Las Vegas and quit his job, and he's been doing this ever since. It's become very, very successful. And what he told me, and what he would tell you, is that, yes, there was risk involved. Yes, this took him to an area where he was uncomfortable, but he said that the risk of staying still was bigger than the risk of taking this leap. And also, the other important part of that story is he did fully test his idea. He tested it. He had actual people buying the product. That gave him the confidence Mm -hmm. then to invest in it further. What do you think it is that people over 50 have to offer? Why is it such a great time of their lives? I think that we are uniquely equipped to be successful. And actually, studies will tell you that the 50-plus age group in entrepreneurs have a higher success rate than any other age group. But more importantly, the facts say you've got 30 years of experience and skill set that you bring to the table. You've got a network of friends, families, and contacts that can potentially help you build that business. Hopefully, you've got an element of wisdom and maturity that you can bring to it. Mm -hmm. And I think just as importantly, you know what you love and what you're passionate about. So you've got years on this earth that allow you to know what gets you up and gets you excited. So most of the people that I work with, these are not people that are looking to start the next Facebook. They're not necessarily looking to become multimillionaires. They are what I would call lifestyle entrepreneurs. And that's a really important factor as well. So if you're looking to create a business that's going to generate another fifty dollars to $100,000, that can make a gigantic difference from a retirement perspective. Sure. But it also can give you the flexibility that most of us are looking for in our 50s that, you know, if I want to take a vacation, I can do that. 
And the other part of it is that in most businesses that are growing, you do have a decision that, you know, at, at some point in time in that growth, you can grow quicker if you bring on employees, if you take on debt. I would suggest that most people in my space and most of my clients choose not to take that step. Mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, they don't want to take on those headaches. You keep the control. You keep the by control. Being your own, by being the business, you keep control. Right. By maintaining as a solopreneur, as a one-person show, maybe you contract out services, but you don't take on any full-time employees. And what that does is that it can take a lot of the complexity out of it. Mm-hmm. And it just means that you maintain control. One of the things that I decided, when I decided to go out on my own was that I never wanted to have employees again. Yes, there's joys in being a mentor, but I get enough of that on my one-on-one coaching. And there's a lot of headaches in hiring and firing and staffing up. So those were just things in this stage of my life that I decided that I choose not to. Simplicity is a good thing. Absolutely. The lean startup. Yeah. One of the other things that you mentioned that I have found as well is that if people can get control of their time such that they can take a vacation when they want, then they're not so much looking for that, well, when is that day I retire? It's those people that don't have control of their time that are so anxious to stop work. If we can work when we want and take vacations and be able to take the family time we want and have control, then I believe that that allows people to to continue to work and feel good about it. Absolutely. It really is a game changer. So, I mean, one of the examples I use is that we in Canada all grew up with the commercials of Freedom 55. And, you know, we all know in many cases that dream has, uh, has ended for many of us. But I would suggest that if you're an entrepreneur, the most successful entrepreneurs have no intentions of retiring, and it's because they love what they're doing. The best example I use for people is that for those of you that uh, know Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett it normally lands as either the second or third richest person in the world. So Warren Buffett is 80 years old, and he continues to go to work every day. So as you can imagine, he gets asked a lot of times, so Warren, it's clearly not about the money. Why are you going to work? Maybe he's got many answers, but the one answer that I've heard that I love is he says, I know people my age that plan two weeks for a haircut. And that scares me to death. So why does Warren work every day? Why does Richard Branson at 66 have absolutely no intentions of retiring? It's because they're passionate about what they do. Many of us, when we're in the corporate world and you're in your 50s, very likely you can't say that. But if you're chasing your own dream, I would suggest that that can happen for your audience. So the point is not to wait for Freedom 55. Let's be free right now. 100%. And let's do it on our own terms. I cannot imagine retiring from what I'm doing. Right. Now, I can imagine taking a trip to Australia, or I can imagine doing those types of other things. But I am building a business that can accommodate that. Right. Let's pause for a short break here. And when we come back, I want to hear more about the blog series. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? What if you could make a far bigger impact than you ever thought possible? Charitable giving is often presented as something you do when you're extremely wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and designing your contribution at every step around the issues important to you. Learn how clarity about what is important to you gives every aspect of life new meaning. 
Tune in to Step Right with Lynn regularly. Welcome back. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham, and the show is Step Right with Lynn. Please feel free to comment on the show. You can email me at lynn at stepright.ca. That's L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. My guest today is Mike Kennedy, and we've been learning about the potential of the over-age 50 entrepreneur. So you started a blog series, Mike. Tell us about the blog series. Right. As mentioned, Lynn, I, I blog for LinkedIn and Huffington Post. I started a blog series on successful entrepreneurs that started their ventures at over 50. And the intent of it was that when I started doing my research for 50-plus entrepreneurs and when I started doing Google searches, etc., I kept running into individuals that are no longer in the land of the living. So it was people like Colonel Saunders and Stan Walton of Walmart fame. And it was like, as much as I can celebrate the fact that they were very, very successful, they died before the 20th century started. And what I was looking for was a model that can help people that are aspiring entrepreneurs today. And I really didn't see a roadmap out there. So the intent of the blog series is to, number one, celebrate people that are doing it successfully now. But number two is have lessons that they have learned along the way that are hopefully going to be beneficial to other people that are contemplating starting on their own businesses. So I've chatted to, as mentioned, people from all over North America, and it's just really, really amazing individuals. You had mentioned the fact that, you know, a lot of people think about, you know, do I have the money? Is this something, you know, can I take that level of risk? Mm -hmm. You know, I've got examples. Um, One of my most recent blogs, it was a lady that at 61, she and her husband had a very, very successful business. And again, in the Great Recession, the business went under. So not only did she lose her business and her source of income, but the stress of all the things that were happening in her life, it ended up that she and her husband became divorced. So now she's in a position, she's 61, she's divorced, has no income, is in debt, and no job. So I can't imagine too many circumstances. So that's rock bottom, fundamentally. So she moves into a, a very, very modest condo. She actually ends up getting a job just to bring some income in in one of the fashion departments of Bloomingdale's. Even with that, she wasn't able to hold together, had to declare bankruptcy one year in, and ends up moving into a 12 by 12 room into a lady's home she didn't even know before she moved in. Wow. So I look at that and I say, okay, my circumstances, quite frankly, look quite healthy compared to that. So since then, she's now 67, and she has become a very, very successful public speaker and also teaches public speaking. It was actually through Toastmasters. Someone invited her to her Toastmasters group. She was a pretty good speaker to begin with because of her background. She had been in sales and etc. But she started speaking about her story. And that story ended up being very, very compelling to people. So she ended up going to a few uh, speaking contests, started winning them, still not imagining that they would ever, never even contemplating that she could ever monetize it. But during one of those speeches, there was someone that came to her and said, we'd love you to come and speak to our group. And they were willing to pay. And that's where it started. started right so there. that was like six years ago. And now she's very, very successful. She gets speaking engagements all over the Northeast in the U.S. And the reason why I love that story is it because it speaks to the, number one, the resilience of the human spirit. 
But also, again, if you spoke to her today, she, she told me and she would tell you that she doesn't regret a thing. She doesn't regret that she went through this pain because without the pain, she never would have landed where she is now. Right. And she is, she is having the most amazing time. And again, is that 67, has absolutely no intentions of ever retiring. She's going to do this as long as health allows. Right. And I think that the more you read those type of stories and the more you read how people are able to transition, I think there's learnings that we can all take from it. So one thing that I would certainly recommend to your audience is that I have all my blogs on my website. Mm -hmm. So I would certainly encourage people to go see it. So my website is yourfuturereimagined.com. So reimagined with an ED at the end in all one word. And I certainly encourage you to check it out. Okay. Both of the stories that you told us today, the one gentleman, yes, he had to design the product, which was maybe new for him, but he had the sales experience. Right. And so, you know, he went on to sell. And then with this lady, she had some speaking skills and she developed them. And I would suggest we all have skills. And the important part is to identify what you are good at. And it's recognition, too, that we're not all salespeople. But the skills are out there. So, I mean... One of the things that I'm working very hard on is that I'm doing uh, actually a seminar series at the Milton Innovation Center. I mean, if you look up Milton Innovation, MEV Innovation Center in Milton, you can find it. I did a free seminar uh, on November 3rd, and I'm doing another one on December 1st in the evening. And the whole intent is not only to help people make that transition to becoming entrepreneurs at 40 or 50 plus, But also, we want to develop a group of aspiring entrepreneurs that are building their businesses together. Hmm. And the reason why that's really important is because, number one, being a solo entrepreneur can be lonely. But number two, it is in recognition that we don't have all the skills that we need. None of us do. So that if we build together as a group and we continue that networking within that group, we will have other people that we can talk with and benefit from that can help us fill those gaps. No, that's great. What final thought would you like to leave with our listeners today? I think the final thought is that as a positive aging coach, I believe that all of us, if we have our health, are going to have a longevity bonus. But it only ends up being a bonus if we take full advantage of it. So if you're out there in your 50s, I want you to put yourself in your 80-year-old shoes. Imagine yourself as 80 looking back at the previous 25 years. And think about what would make you proud and what would make you think these were 25 years well spent. And I would suggest part of that is chasing your dreams and believing that your next chapter can be your best chapter. Excellent. Well, thank you for your inspiring thoughts. Tell our listeners one more time how they can reach you, website and, you know, the best way to reach you if they have questions for you or they want to follow up. Sure. So my website is yourfuturereimagined.com. Certainly reach out to me. Uh, You can contact me through the website. You can also reach out for a free coaching session if someone is interested in one-on-one coaching, or they can fire me off an email if they want any information on some of the workshops that I'm doing or speaking engagements. Okay. And they'd find your email through the website? They can find my email through the website as well. Okay. Yeah. You're on LinkedIn as well? I'm on LinkedIn as well. And again, if they go to the website, they'll have the link to my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. And I think it's easy to find your blog as well. Right, right. So I, again, I think the easiest way is for everything to go through the website because the okay. website has all the blogs there as well. Oh, great. Okay. 
Well, thanks for chatting with me today, Mike. That's, as I say, very inspiring, and that's great. And we wish you and all the entrepreneurs all the best, and we'll stay in touch. Thanks very much for having me, Lynn. Thank you. Remember, I welcome your comments at Step Right with Lynn. I'm interested to hear what you think of the show. I'd like to know what topics you'd like to hear more about, and send any suggestions that you have for guests. Anyone that has a story to share about their contribution to the community. So please feel free to contact me. That's lynn at stepright.ca, L-Y-N-N at stepright, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. This is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. We hope you'll join us next time. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.